yo, yo. Welcome to the next episode of the Make It Rain podcast. Today, I have the opportunity of talking with two uh, two Milwaukee Bucks fans. And I could not, could not pass up the opportunity for that. So on the podcast today, we have uh, Steve and uh, Justine. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Great. Doing great. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. You know, just uh a normal Thursday evening downpour today, so it's always nice. Anyways, uh before we start the podcast, I would just like to congratulate you guys. Um, you know, congratu- congratulate your team for winning the NBA finals this past season. Um <laughs> I don't know a lot of Bucks fans out here. But, you know, I mean, we I have to give props where, where props is due. And your team, your team made it all the way. Your team beat the Nets. Um, granted, they were hobbled. But, you know, I'm not going to make any excuses. Y'all still won the championship at the end of the day, no matter who you faced. So congratulations. Thank you. We put a lot of energy into rooting them on, that's for sure. We, we've got 50 years of faith right here. 50 years. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Just, More than 50. <laughs> Justine was telling me last time on the podcast that you're uh, like a 50, 50-year-old Bucks fan. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much since the beginning. I think they've been around 53 years. Yeah, you can, you can yeah. catch the catch the story on uh, episode 44. So, yeah, 50 years between championships has been a long time. Hey, y'all, you, you, they did it the right way, though. They did it the right way, and we'll get into that because, you know, I'm glad the way that, that it was done, it, a super team was not built. It was a lone superstar, you know, with a, a very good supporting cast, decent coach. And, yeah, I mean, we'll definitely get into that. I'm with you on that, absolutely. You develop their players. You sign a few, like, key veterans to support. You give it your best. So today we're just going to recap the finals between the Suns and the Bucks. What were, what were your thoughts? Uh, I, I'm going to assume you, you both watched every single game, right? Yep, pretty much. And, yeah. I, and you probably have way more. I mean, I know it's been a few weeks, but you probably have way more, like, uh, analysis than I do. <laughs> well, you know, you follow your team through the season. Justine watched, like, I, I think every game of the season, practically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... She knew how things were playing out. How are you feeling, you know, right when when the playoffs started uh, for the both of you? I mean, I didn't lose faith. <laughs> Maybe a little bit at at the start of the net series. Yeah. But then it came back. Then I experienced some severe emotional distress with Giannis's injury. Oh, yeah. But then we bounced back, which honestly, of course, didn't want that to happen, but made the whole, you know, final series much more impressive um him having bounced back from that and seeing how the team could carry them through you know through the hawks and let those other stars on the team drew chris shine while Giannis was out and um and then have him come back and score 50 points in that final game so i think it made the whole thing more interesting and i didn't lose faith but definitely were some some nervous moments. Yeah, I think as the playoffs started, you know, I hoped for a good showing. There were some incredible teams out there that were built to win championships. Um, as you say, you know, with multiple superstars, 
Mm-hmm. So you don't know how you're going to do. But, you know, again, like Justine said, a lot of faith in my team. Yes. Um, they won in a lot of different ways during the season. Mm-hmm. Different guys, even though there's really one superstar, there's got other guys that carry games, you know, for them. And they play as a team. They have different looks. You know, they win in different ways throughout the season. I can't say I always have a sense of what Coach Bud is doing. So sometimes that would confuse me. Yes. Um, but clearly, in the end, he's the last man standing. So he did a good job. So what do you guys say to the people who said, because, I mean, I've been on the record saying this. And, you know, I've, I've been, been proven slightly i've been proven wrong because my question with milwaukee and you know i mean you can watch the tape or even you know i'm sure people people have heard me say is that and everyone says it so you must hear this a lot coming into playoff time most of us we were worried about because you know that team is really good in the regular season but when playoff time comes it just doesn't translate because, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo doesn't have – jump shot is suspect. But, I mean, luckily, you know, they had Chris Middleton, who, who is, you know, who, he's very um, – he can be very streaky, or and sometimes he can have uh, very, very bad games. But l- luckily, Chris Middleton was there in the clutch. You raise a good point, and, um, you know, because two years in a row, you know, disappointed. I mean, the Toronto series, you know, a couple years ago – Kawhi, you know, he took his team there and, and, you know, it was a good series. It was a game seven loss, disappointing after having the best record, but it, I, I wouldn't consider it a choke, you know? Um, sure. You know, it would have been nice to go on to the finals, but next year after the COVID shutdown, it just was not the same team. I think they lost eight out of nine games or something like that. Yeah. You know, after they returned, it was, it was suddenly like, I didn't know where my team was. They weren't there. They didn't show up. And, you know, that was just an aberration. I mean, never happened before that way, right? You know, it was almost like preseason, Miami got hot, you know, and that was that. So I wasn't entering the playoffs thinking, oh, you know, I need to worry about is my team going to choke for the third year in a row? Because that's not how I looked at it. They faced, you know, huge battles. But again, during the season, knowing the team, if you follow the team all season long, you know, there's different contributors and there's different, you know, ways of, of winning, like I said. And the thing is, you know, with a multidimensional talent like Giannis, yes, coaches have to think about how to use him. You know, do you what part of his game do you want him to emphasize? No, he's not a shooter. So you know, he's certainly not going to emphasize that. But still, how he plays, you know, is he distributing the ball? Are you asking him to pass more and run the show? Are you asking him to, you know, drive? What do you want him to do? And playoffs become a different ball game, and teams are going to focus on him differently. Um, so, you know, that's where the, the stuff we don't know from behind the scenes in terms of how the coaching decisions are made. But I can't imagine that that's ever an easy dilemma. How do I want to utilize my weapons here? Because some of them can play different ways. I went into the series thinking, all right, like let's show people what we can do. If we don't, if we're not, you know, the champions this year. Let's show them what I know they're capable of doing. So at least the world can appreciate this is a, you know, excellent team. Justine, your dad said some good stuff that I'm, I'm blanking. I don't have any comebacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to know how you guys felt after the first two games, because after the first two games, y'all were down 2-0. And right. it wasn't it wasn't looking very it wasn't looking that um looking that hot for you. But I, 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 I knew because. 
uh, from the beginning of the series. I mean, once you get, once y'all beat the Nets, I knew you guys were gonna win the championship. Um, <laughs> because you know Milwaukee, like Milwaukee has the best player, and then there's there were like a but there were like a bunch of analysts and a bunch of people saying that you know the, the Giannis is number one, and then they take Devin Booker, Aiton, and CP three over Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. I was like, man, you guys are. Guys are crazy, like there is no like Milwaukee got the Milwaukee got the best player. It's close between um those six uh if you want to quote them as all stars, you know who's who's obviously Giannis is one, uh but you know it's a toss. I mean, give me a toss up between Middleton and uh, Booker. Middleton's very underrated. People don't appreciate uh don't appreciate that man. So it was a toss up, and I knew I knew Milwaukee's. Milwaukee's quote unquote big three was way better than the Suns' big three, and obviously you you saw that game three, game four, game five, and game six. So, well, clearly you got a really good education on the Bucks a few earlier uh, podcasts yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> we so we actually I think we only watched one or two games together, so we didn't see the yeah, yeah we didn't locations. see the first. Oh, okay. We didn't see the first two together. I actually, I found myself, you know, I was out in public, found myself watching next to a couple of Phoenix fans. They were getting all excited, but yeah, I kind of knew we were coming back once once we went home and had that energy at home. Uh-huh. And I think, as you were saying, with Middleton being underrated, game four, he scores 40 points, and all we see everywhere is Giannis's block. <laughs> and which was an incredible block, but it was like such a such a, an exact kind of example of how you know he Middleton such such a key player, and we couldn't have won this without him. And that game was so crucial where they came back in that fourth quarter. Middleton scored forty points, and you know all I, all the clips I saw on social media and the news, everything was that was that block. Um, yeah. So it's it's exactly kind of what you're saying is that under underestimating of our our second kind of guys drew holiday chris middleton and um and then of course what like pj brings what you know pat Connaughton brings what kind of our other players bring to the team as well and it's more it was more a matter of them showing up mm-hmm. and i think we talked about this too it's like if if chris and drew show up there's no chance whatsoever we're losing this series and of course there's oh, moments much, you know, yeah yeah, and there were moments. Drew, Drew Drew was a little wobbly in the beginning, and you know, but we 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 saw them all come back and and show up. So I right. wasn't worried. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, after the first two games, yeah. like I guess the couple of things are at play there, and you know, the same thing happened with the Nets. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have home court. Yeah. So after the first two games, you can look at it as oh, now we got to come back, being down two zero, or you can look at it as they held. Now we got to hold and then we got to beat them once on their own. Like, let's go to game seven, you know, let's get it there. You know, we hold, they hold, and then let's, let's figure it all out. You know? So especially after the nets, you can't give up after being down Mm -hmm. 2-0. saw this, how adaptable this team is that they, you know, it's almost like you go in and they didn't have as much prep time between as, as Phoenix. Not that there was a huge difference, but you know, there is some prep time there. You have, and, and plus you really learn a team by playing them and, and feeling them out. And, and, you know, Booker's a heck of a player and obviously CP three, I mean, they've got, you know, tremendous talent there and, 
can fill the bucket and and so forth and and you know run and play defense. You know they didn't get there for no reason. But the Bucks do. They have different ways of using different players, and they need to go out and learn a team. Drew played a very different series against them than his previous series in Atlanta. You know he was he, he was. He was posting up in Phoenix and missing. I'm like, what happened? You know, earlier series, he, you know, took over game. Drew and, and uh, Chris brought them to the finals, you know, with Giannis nursing an injury. You know, they had a, had a rise to the occasion and they did. So, you know, I, being down, I don't want to be down two games to none. I'd love to take one on the road to start the series. But it, it's also not the end by any means, as we saw. Uh, let's get in. Let's get into the games a little bit. Uh, let's start off with the first one. Um, game one, the Suns won. Game one, one eighteen to one hundred five. CP three had thirty two points, nine assists. Booker had twenty seven points. Aiton had twenty two points and nineteen rebounds on the Milwaukee side. Middleton had 29 points. Uh, Giannis had 20 points and 17 rebounds. It was his first game coming coming back from that um, that injury. Right. He missed the last two. And I, I think he only played like 30, 35 minutes or something like that. So he didn't he didn't play like his full minutes because obviously he was coming back. It was a big, th- uh, big third quarter for the Suns. And if I remember correctly, the first game the Suns had – a lot of free throws compared to the Milwaukee Bucks in Phoenix. <laughs> and, I mean, obviously it was the first game, you know, the Sun. I mean, I, I, I expected the Suns to win game one. I, I actually expected the Suns to win the first two games because, you know, they're at home court. So uh, this finals, you know, went pretty much ex- as expected for me. What were your thoughts on, on the first game and all of that? Yeah, I think I was mostly a little worried for Giannis. I wasn't. I think my dad was was sure he was coming back, but I was a little nervous. He maybe wouldn't play that first game, maybe first two. I kind of had that expectation, too. They might lose the first couple games, so I didn't know if it would be better for him to have more rest. But obviously, they knew his injury, so um, I think it was that was my kind of fixation. Those first couple games was just making sure Giannis wasn't getting further injured and would be able to come back. Yeah, it was one game. Um, CP3 had a, you know, heck of a game. You look at his stats there. And honestly, you know, an older veteran like that in the finals, don't get many chances to play in the finals. Like, glad he shined, you know. People aren't going to say, oh, you know, he, he choked, you know, the superstar choked. And Good, he got that. He can he can check that box and we can move on with the series. So, you know, they, they had to win at home the first game. You know, they had their crowd. They won. You know, we had to size up, you know, some of the secondary players who were hitting the boards and scoring points above, well above their season average. Like, okay, what do we what do we got here to adjust to? So it was a feeling out game, and it, and it was a Giannis getting back on the court game. Yeah, yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with the feeling out game. I mean, I, I, didn't, I didn't expect uh, Milwaukee to win the first game at all. I was – I was just – it was definitely all sons to me, but I mean, I just thought it was interesting um, because most people thought like they're, and we're, we're going to talk about game two as well. But like after the first two games, they're like, oh man, the sons are a better team. All of this. I mean, they were, they were looking like a better team. Yes. And, you know, in NBA playoffs, NBA basketball, it's not really a series until the road team takes one. So takes a game. 
So, I mean, <laughs> the Suns were looking hot. You know, yep. game one, they had a lot of free throws. Uh, game two, they also won 118 to 108. CP3 had 23 points. Booker had 31 points. Bridges Bridges had a good game. He he couldn't miss from three. And Booker yeah. had seven threes himself. Uh, Bridges had 27 points. And on the other side, Giannis had 42 points, 12 rebounds, and Holiday had 17 points. And I, after game, I think after game two, they're like, "Whoa, Giannis put up a 40 piece, and they still they still lost." People were panicking, like, "Yo, I mean, what's going on?" and I mean, me, I, I didn't really panic too much because, you know, you had the best player, and then you going back to Milwaukee. The game was, you know, Giannis was putting points up when the game was out mm-hmm. of hand, you know. So those 42 points, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, oh, he did 42 and they still lost. When I look at that game, I look at the Suns making 23-pointers, yep. shooting 50% from the three, and I'm thinking they're not going to sustain that. Like, good, okay. Exactly. They had a hot night. Bridges mm-hmm. was hitting will will adjust they can, if that's what they need to do to win they're not winning for that way no yeah and and, and the suns had a big they had a big second quarter and i I, yeah. th- I think that uh either it was game two that Giannis had um it was either game two or game three he had 20 20 points in the third just just trying to like get trying to, to come back and make it a game yeah but it already yeah. was not it was a already game. yeah it was, i mean it was pretty much over yeah anything you guys want to add before we move on to the next game Nope, we're down 2-0. Oh. Down 2-0. You're pretty, you're pretty upset. <laughs> now, I'm like, let's, let's go home and let's get go. our people into it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Go on to game three. You got that blowout win, so you must have been really happy about that. 120 to 100. Giannis, yeah. Giannis put up 41 and 13 rebounds. Holiday had 21 points, 9 assists, and Middleton had 18 points. Yeah, and it wasn't even as close as that. It was, yeah, they they definitely, you know, blew them out. Holiday, you know, mm-hmm. played a solid game, and of course Giannis again. So that was in that big second quarter difference difference maker. Yeah. Yep. I always Back get nervous on. how they're going to come out in the third quarter, but you know they. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> you know, I hate to see you know them lose after you know lose that what they built in the second quarter in the third and then make a game of it when it doesn't have to. So it was nice to see that. Milwaukee had yeah. some really good second second quarters this series. Mm-hmm. Really good second quarters. Uh Devin Booker had a bad game. He had ten points. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he was he was benched for a while. Yeah. He was benched for a while. And yeah, I mean that was pretty much a blowout. I I I had a feeling after the the Bucks were down 2-0. I was like, I think I actually t- did. I text you just. I texted somebody. I texted yeah. someone. I said, all right, one of these net one of these next two games at home in Milwaukee is gonna be a blowout. I I, I saw a blowout coming. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's not because I mean, they're coming home. They're yeah. coming home pissed off. They coming home pissed off, and you know, I mean, like your dad said, I mean, I, I don't think twenty uh, threes from the Suns is very sustainable at all. You know, they were hot from three. That's yeah. pretty much what happened. And after Game Three, all the predictions changed. <laughs> it's oh, just really? a good point. Yeah, good, good point. <laughs> Different vibe out there after that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's when you know the difference between a real NBA fan and a casual NBA fan. I'll tell you that. <laughs> because, oh, the Bucks were Bucks were clearly a better team from like, I mean, they didn't show it the first two games, but from like yeah. start to finish, it's just, 
I don't know. <laughs> you just already knew what was going to happen. But moving on to game four. Game four, Bucks won 109 to 103. This was a close game. Middleton had 40 points. Giannis had 26 points, 14 rebounds. And on for the Suns, Booker had 42 points. Uh, we were talking earlier about that uh, Giannis block on the um, uh, the eight in alley oop, but this game this game was close. Uh, CP three, I think the the game was close. Maybe it was like a three point game, and then uh, CP three turned the ball over in the fourth quarter, and yep. you know, basically that just sealed the Bucks win. Also, that game had the the Booker six foul that they didn't call. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a big fourth quarter, big fourth quarter yeah. for the Bucks. I think they outscored yeah. it by double. It was double digits, double yeah. digits because the Suns were up six by the end of the third, and then yeah, they won by six. I think so. They outscored it by by, by twelve yeah. points. Yeah, and you know, I mean, obviously, when you're when your team is in it, you have a bias in how you're you're viewing it. But yeah. you know, it's it's some of those calls on fouls. Like, okay, they're letting them play. Okay, they're not letting them play. Okay, are they doing things even like? You know, you can start to think, okay, you don't want the officials to determine the outcome of a game in the finals. Exactly. And I get a little nervous about that. Yeah. So a little worried about that. Yeah. Yeah, we were I remember we were a little nervous at the end of this game. It was it was a little bit too close at the end. But I think that's the that's the balance here. We wanted exciting games, but we didn't want blowouts, but (laughs) then we were getting nervous by the end. But they were um, but clutch think, in the fourth quarter, yeah. Yeah. Tied it up two two, going back to Phoenix, as ex- as expected, <laughs> as expected. So we go into Game Five. Uh, I want your opinion. Do you wh- what game do you think was the turnaround game? You think it was Game Four, Game Five, or any other game? Probably Game Four, maybe. I would. I, I think I would say Game Four. I think Drew kind of turned around that game Mm -hmm. if I'm remembering correctly after kind of having a a few you know bad games scoring wise um but being so clutch on D and kind of turning things around that game and having the energy of being home and and going back to Phoenix with a few wins behind us Mm -hmm. I think that was really the turning point I think that's when Phoenix was a, a little less confident. And what do you think, Steve? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, you know, like game three was that, that blowout that, you, you know, you can't over, in, you know, mm-hmm. you don't want to read too much into that, yeah. right? You know, they were amped up. But game four just said, bring it on, you know, and that big fourth quarter, you know, when they, they rose to the occasion and, and, you know, put that victory down. I think that was a big turning point. I'm gonna go with I, I'm gonna go with game five. I see what you guys are saying. Like game five, the beginning of the game, the 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 first quarter, the Suns were up like 37 to like 20, so they were yeah. up almost yeah. like 16, 17, 17 points. And once the Bucks overcame that, it was like, you know, in Phoenix too. So yeah. like once they yeah. overcame that and like the Bucks like never really they had a lead out basically pretty much after the second quarter like second and third and fourth quarter they were up 10 and then the Suns are trying to claw back and you know try to make it a close game and that's where you got the um the holiday steal on uh Booker at the mm-hmm. at the end of the game to you know yeah. game game steal and steal right there play. yeah uh, yeah, game five was uh, for me. <laughs> I was like, all right. I mean, obviously it's a pivotal game because you know you're going up three two, but right. 
going up three two, going back to Milwaukee. Yeah, and 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 the way the way it was done, the way it was done, the way they overcame that early that early deficit. Mm-hmm. That was that was the man, man. After that, you just knew it was like the series is over. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, you no, know, we closing a- this out. Yeah, no, that's a good point because if you look back at the season, that was the one thing they they could not get get back up after being you know a ten being down ten, even that was kind of where they struggled and it was like an energy thing, it was a momentum thing, and you know we used to have Dante out there running with all his energy and you know mm-hmm. those kind of players that amp everyone up, and I feel like Giannis gets in his head sometimes so. That's where I got nervous during the playoffs was when we had, like, we were down 10 points or more. Um, So that's a good point about that game. I think being able to overcome that and then having those clutch plays at the end really was the deciding factor. Yeah, no, game game four, game four, game five were really, really good. I'm not that they weren't all good games, but game four and game five were the games that pretty much stood out to me. Mm-hmm. Game game three was the blowout. I didn't which get... which game was it that that the Big O and Cream were at? Uh, game three. Okay. But with first game back in Milwaukee, game they brought three. him in. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, uh, the you mean Jabbar? Jabbar was not predicting the Bucks to win. You know, earlier yeah. on in the playoffs, he did not feel like they, you know, they were going to do it. I'm not sure when he might have changed his tune, but. Oh, um, right after the Nets series. Yeah, I think it was <laughs> right after, after the, the Nets series. You know, <laughs> one heel away. Yeah. One heel away. So I was a little surprised that, you know, just a little bit of history. You know, both teams were came into the league in 68. Oh. So they're, they're, you know, equal number of years in, in the league. Bucks won the coin toss for Lou Alcindor with mm-hmm. Phoenix. Phoenix lost that coin toss. Obviously, it didn't create a dynasty in Milwaukee because uh, Elcinder was going to, you know, go back to L.A. at some point. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, got us our first championship. So it was interesting that here they meet 53 years later. And both teams had lost to the Celtics in the finals in their uh, other finals appearance. Another <laughs> uh, another piece of shared history. Oh, is that a Milwaukee Bucks hat? It I sure is. Know, I didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, both of you wearing Milwaukee Bucks. Fear the deer. Fear the deer. <laughs> I think um, my dad saw saw a deer, a real deer. Yeah. During, what game was that? Maybe before oh, yeah. game six. I was, I was up in New Hampshire. And that's when he knew. <laughs> before that game. And like this deer wanders out into the field in, in this uh, uh, Airbnb we were staying at. And just yeah. like looks up at me. He's eating the apple tree. He's like, we got this. <laughs> that was the turning point game. It, it, it was the dough. His the, the buck was not there. He was busy. I'm sure you yeah. didn't see any any little uh, leprechauns before. Good story. The, the signs were there in the woods everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the team closed it out. I mean, game six, Bucks won. Well, let me go over the stories for game five. Game five. Bucks win 123-119, as we were alluding earlier, uh, that holiday uh, game-sealing steal on Devin Booker, leading to that Giannis Antetokounmpo uh, alley-oop. What's the foul? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Giannis had 32 points. Middleton had 29 points. Holiday, 27 points and 13 assists. Probably his best game 
Nice in that series. Mm-hmm. On that, yeah, and look, big three. You got the, and then you got Booker at 40, CP3, 21, and 8 and 20. They're the, the Bucks big three and the Bucks supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Oh, Bobby, Bobby Portis did work. Bob, mm-hmm. Bobby's one of my favorite, one of my favorite Bucks. <laughs> they certainly love him in Milwaukee, and they're bringing yeah. him back. Good. Um, Bobby, important contribution. Uh-huh. No, we, we haven't even mentioned Brooke Lopez, but the guy does great work there. You don't win without him. Got some, got some nice blocks out there. Got yeah, some nice yeah. blocks. The yes. guy's an incredible, you know, shot blocker. He really is. And as Justine mentioned earlier, I mean, Dante DiVincenzo was was missed. I mean, we had our starting a starting guard missing. You know, yeah. the whole playoffs. You know, teams could uh, injuries. Like, yeah, you know, everybody has them. Um, that guy is, you know, heart and soul of hustle there. And mm-hmm. Pat Connaughton stepped in and did his best version of that, getting some occasional threes, rebounding, hustling, jumping into the stands for, you know, loose balls, you know, that kind of play. Even when you don't make the play, it means so much to your teammates. It lifts them, you know. So so the, the secondary role players and PJ, obviously, you know, sticking whoever we needed him to stick. You, you know, definitely a team. Right, exactly. And that was pretty much him in the season as well. Occasionally yeah. he hit one of those baseline threes, but, um, you know, not much. Great team effort, great supporting cast. We, one one part of our energy we were missing was Thanasis, you know, because he couldn't uh, uh, be there as well. But he, during the season, would bring so much, you know, energy there. And um, he had to do it from afar this time. But good team, team mm-hmm. championship. Yeah, good overall team championship. We can't forget uh, Coach Bud. Yeah. I, I think the key was them going, um, they didn't really go big. They played Giannis at the five and put P, they put uh, PJ at the four. Mm-hmm. Or they play Bobby Portis more. But I mean, Brooke, I mean, Brooke, Brooke played, but he didn't like when he was off the floor. It was because you know they could not stretch the floor better, but it was like is better, more better defensively. Right, I would say. Right, and plus it it spaces, um, spaces out more. Even though Brooke can hit threes, but I I mean I've always thought Brooke should be more utilized in the post. Yeah. Well, we saw that a little bit when Giannis was out. Yeah. Those last yeah. couple games with the yeah. Hawks. Yeah. He, he, you know, did what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. had, uh, I think he had like 30, 32 in the, mm-hmm. in the, in the Hawks, yeah. Hawks, Hawks series yeah. or something like that. Playoff high. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think Giannis playing that, uh, playing that, uh, when they do go to that small ball five or when they add, uh, Portis and he got, he got Bobby, you got Giannis, you got Middleton, Holiday, and uh, PJ Tucker. That's a, sol- a solid lineup right there. Yeah, yeah, solid lineup, Brooke, a lot of energy. And Brooke is, if not the top, one of the top scorers in Nets history. By the way, yeah, he, yeah, he had quite a career as a scorer before coming to us, and he just utilized a little differently. But he can score. He can. So game six. Game yeah. Six. I mean, Ooh. when when you got Giannis going to the line and hitting him like he's hitting him, it's Nin- game 19, over. 19 free throws. Yeah. 19. So yeah. he just was not going to let them lose that game. 50 points. Yep. 50, 50 points. 14 rebounds. Chick-fil-A 50-piece uh, chicken nugget right there. 
Uh, and you got Holiday with 12 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds, and Middleton with 17 points. And on the other side, you had CP3 with 26 points, and you had Devin Booker with 19. Overall, good game. I, I, I didn't get to watch that full game as I went to go see Space Jam. Oh, and, and you're admitting it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I didn't get to watch the full game. I got to watch yeah. like the fourth quarter, but I took I, I took Jason. I, I watched the highlights. Great game. I'm I'm happy for Giannis. I'm happy for the whole team. You know, it, it it's the way, as you know, I was alluding to earlier. It's the way like how championships should be. Back then, they had super teams too. It just wasn't as bad as it is now. And you know, people coming to come join up with each other, but yeah, it's on another level right now. So very enjoyable season the Bucks gave us, and uh, you know, I, I mean, I've been following them and rooting for them for a long time. I it used to be that they couldn't come to Boston if I that when I wasn't there at the Garden watching, and yeah. as the sole Milwaukee fan in the place, um, cheering them on. They had some few bad years. They had some mediocre years, but they had a lot of really good years. Not championship years, but very, very solid teams with some, you know, great players through the years. So I was happy to see them put it together finally and and uh, get that second championship. Oh, yeah. I mean, and now people can't say anything about, you know, people can't talk about them because, you know, they won. You know, all the uh, people can't say, oh, well, Milwaukee's just a regular season team because they proved it. Mm-hmm. They, they finally got over that. They finally got over that hump. So that's that's nice. Well, what do you guys think of uh, Bud's work? I mean, you probably had like headaches with him up and up, up and down. Like, I I was definitely up and down, and I'm not even a Bucks fan. I I think I was calling for his job at least at some point. <laughs> I, was, I, I was like, what is, what is Bud doing? Yeah, no, it's hard to figure sometimes. I wouldn't know. So, but again, you know, you're dealing with. Guys that can you can use in multiple ways. I mean, Jason Kidd struggled with how to use Giannis. Yep. You know, what is he going to be? How do you want to define him? So um, I think he defined himself there in game six. So left us with a good note. But no, a challenge for Coach Bud, to, you know, how to make these pieces work. And then, like I said, you know, a player goes down, a starter goes down. And now your, your rotation is different. Your bench is different. It impacts mm-hmm. the whole thing. And, you know, he... he figured it out so gotta give him credit made some made some good adjustments i have to say that yeah 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 especially because every series was so different mm-hmm. going from the nets to the Hawks and to the suns and dealing with those injuries in and out and just a completely different like use case for everyone so yeah i don't think i could figure him out i think i was kind of just watching everyone yeah saying fire bud <laughs> but I wasn't sure, you know, what what to blame on him, what not to. Um, but I think he definitely, obviously, proved proved himself and worked out in the end. So I can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, you know, and uh, I mean, I thought an interesting move for them to pick up Jeff Teague. You know, the last end of the season, yeah. um, and obviously, Coach Bud very familiar with him from early in his mm-hmm. career with Atlanta, mm-hmm. and you know. The guy doesn't have much left in the tank, and he didn't do a whole lot. But, you know, coach knew him enough, and he knew the coach enough to know he could put him in there to just give Drew a breather, you know, when you needed it. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, was he going to take over the game or, you know, impact the outcome? 
only in by giving somebody else a rest, you know, a breather for a minute or two. And, I, you know, that's that's a I'm sure Coach Bud had a lot to do with deciding, hey, let's just bring this guy in. I might need to use him in some way. A little thing. Yeah, it, it was key, key in that Hawks series. Yeah, key yeah. in that Hawks series. And I, I think yep. he, he got some playing time in the finals. He did, yeah. He got some playing yeah. time. So. And, I mean, interestingly, I said to Justine, opening night of the season, do you remember opening night? I remember opening night. Well, okay. we play, I think we played too, all right? Yeah, tell me mm -hmm. about that game. Oh, we, we, we beat y'all. Yeah, Jeff Teague <laughs> scored like 20-something points. To... Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Opening I, night. I just, I, just, then... I just remember that uh, that, that Tatum shot on, on Giannis. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that, that bank shot. That, yeah. That game winner. Very right. nice. Right. Very, you know, exciting yeah. <laughs> ending. But um, Teague, Teague played big in that game and then, of course, ended the season as a member of the championship bucks so interesting journey he had this season tory craig is getting a championship too yeah he is he yeah. went from the bucks to good, the suns good point all right you guys think y'all gonna run it back next year what all right well before i ask if y'all gonna run it back what needs to be done in order for you guys to run it back we were talking about this a little bit today i mean we have the same same starting lineup we'll see with Dante back, we've got Bobby back. I mean, y'all lost like PJ. you said, the Nets. Yeah, we did lose PJ. That was PJ. expected, That's but it, it's going to be the Nets are obviously going to be a threat again. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think that they're going to have a good season. They're going to have a good record. They're going to be there at the end. Yep. And this is a team now that has not knows and has proven that home court isn't the be all and end all. Not that I, you know, I want them to get a low seed, but. They don't have to get the number one seed to win the championship. And, you know, they're, they're, they know what it takes. So now they're a veteran, experienced playoff team. And that, that's what they're going to bring. They've, they've got the good, you know, core, the top three. And I think that um, Dante DiVincenzo will be back and he continues to grow as a player. I think that Pat Connaughton continues to grow. And, you know, those guys will perhaps take a step with their three and be a little more consistent. Brooke is Brooke and, you know, he's going to be fine. I'd like to see a young player be able to come off the bench and, and uh, you know, put some points up, you know, mm -hmm. some, some create some shots, make some mid range, hit some threes. Not sure, you know, who emerges in that way. They just signed uh, Rodney Hood yeah. from Toronto. He's a um, solid defender, solid defender. He can shoot three. Yeah. And fighting injuries this past year, but he's, a you know, um, can play some defense. I mean, PJ was was key, yep. but at the same time, what he's getting paid now, you know, is a bit much for his age. And uh -huh. uh, and they'll, you know, they'll get a defender. You know, they'll they'll find somebody who's gonna, you know, stick mm -hmm. where they need to stick. And they'll, you know, they'll be a little bit different. Um, but the core is there. So yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I yeah, on paper, yeah, you can argue that some superstar loaded teams you know, look better and they're going to have better odds. That's fine. Yeah. You know, they're not going to come with the, the, you know, with the best odds of winning, you know, next year. That's all right. They're already, you know, I don't know what they did. They're pre-seat. Well, people are still signing right now, but uh, yeah. you know, where they're ranked, but it really doesn't matter. You know, they know how to win when the time comes, even when you're down. Why not back to back? I would like to see um, you guys full strength versus the Nets full strength. And I mean, we got to see, um, I mean, what the Lakers do, and, you know, mm -hmm. other teams in the West. So, 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a different game come playoffs. So, yeah, you, you match up these teams and you let them go at it in a seven-game series. And, yeah, we'll you know, see. who yeah, who rises, who's clutch, how do, how do the pieces come together? Yeah. So they'll be in the mix. Oh, of course. Of course, they'll be in the mix. I, I think you, um, you got, I don't know, you guys may win. You guys may get the, the top, the top uh, spot in the East. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, it's too early for me to make predictions but there's a lot of good teams yeah there's a lot of good teams yeah. i would say in the east is just it's just the bucks and the nets and then it's everybody else fight everyone else fighting for um three four three through eight so i think uh <laughs> as much as i i like philly i think philly digressed a little bit uh ben, yeah. ben simmons is not is not himself uh you you and you and the nets are the top two and then after that it's a, i take it a toss-up hopefully my celtics will be in the mix um <laughs> I, look, I look forward to um you know the celtics season even though i mean we're not a championship caliber team but you know maybe we can maybe we can uh, upset the apple cart or something justine you want to add anything so one more question for my dad what was it what was a more or which championship team do you <laughs> did you like better? Twenty oh, one or twenty twenty one? I was nine. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could remember it well, you know. I mean, you know, it was it was uh Al Cinder and the big O, you know, and then Bobby Dandridge and John McLaughlin, you know, making some shots on the side. It was it was a fun team. It was running. There was no three point you know, game or, or play in that at that time. Um, so it was a it was a bit of a different game. And, you know, the big O was a precision master. And I mean, Jabbar, like I can picture Jabbar because he did it for so long. I can just imagine it, but I can't really picture that team very vividly. I was so young. I'd love to see that, you know, series, you know, I pull up the archives and watch it. Um, very different team. And I was the only Bucks fan I knew. So this was a really fun year sharing it with my daughter, Justine, and having a, a you know, fellow Bucks fan to, to talk about the games, to analyze them as the season went along, to speculate and, and to um, celebrate, you know, the championship. So, you know, this, this is definitely, um, you develop a fondness for the different players and their personalities and appreciation of how the chemistry works. Mm -hmm. um, so much more sophisticated fan now than I was at age nine. <laughs> um, so, so I think I appreciate this team. I was going to say the only thing that would make him happier is if Pat Connaughton goes on to throw his 100-mile-an-hour fastball for the Red Sox in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> Stringing time. together his two teams. And then, like, having him dive into the stands to catch a foul ball and making the catch. Uh, Steve, do you have a favorite player on the Bucks? Or Right now? Yeah. Oh, um, my favorite player, I think um, Drew. Yeah. Drew Holiday. Yeah. Is my favorite. I mean, I love Chris. I love, uh, you know, a lot of them. And, I mean, I don't like Giannis is wonderful, but I think Drew just, you know, brought something this year that, you know, he wasn't there the past couple of years and, you know, he, he, he stabilized them. He scored when you needed him to score. I mean, his playoff, you know, 
uh, stats, the ups and downs, and and the game, his game, how his game, you know, adapted to each opponent. Um, obviously, that incredibly clutch steal was was uh, was wonderful. I would say as the season went along, Drew Drew had been my my favorite overall. But through the years, Marcus Johnson, Sidney Moncrief. You know some some great uh, favorites there, and after Oscar old, retired, old out here. yeah, so lots of favorites <laughs> through the year. But I, this, on this team, it's Drew. Drew. Drew always he was he always the the Bucks just always like they've always been good defensively. Like all their players, you know, their starting five is like you can put them NBA all all de- all defense out there. You can put mm-hmm. all of them out there. Yep. Yeah. No, you, I gotta love their defense. Yeah, Last who's year. your favorite, Justine? Oh, I know her. Hers is Chris. Yeah, still Chris. Yeah, still Chris. Yeah. He gets slandered. I mean, he gets slandered sometimes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the memes with um when they call him Prime Michael Jordan, and then it's like all the way at the something else, all the way at the bottom when he has a really bad game. I know, and then he. Plays a really good game and nobody talks about it. Hey, he's, <laughs> no, cool. he's I, the coolest one on the team. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, I just I just like watching him play. Um, I think he always kind of he can surprise you sometimes. You, you know, you forget he's out there, but then he just yeah. just so low key carries the team, and it's incredible to watch. Yeah, got to be one of the best second round draft picks out there, right? Those two have been on the team for like eight years, Giannis and Chris. Mm-hmm. They've been on the team since was like 2013. Yeah. So good yeah. for good for them. Good for them. Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys want to add? No, thank you so much for having us on. No, well, thanks for having us on the show. It was fun to sit here and do some Bucks talk with my <laughs> with 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 the, uh, my favorite and number one Bucks fan here, Justine. <laughs> Check out the Make It Rain podcast on your local podcast app. We are on Facebook. Search the Make It Rain podcast. And we are on Twitter and Instagram at Make It Rain Pod. Have a good night. Peace out.